We are back. We are back. And Alan, it feels good to be back. It feels so good, my man. Guys, we're back. We're here. And now, now it's the real grind of the year, you know? And I'm excited to stay consistent with our schedule, get the listeners, our people, our fans, mm-hmm. who we couldn't do this without, got to get them what they want to hear. Yep. And um, it's our 25th episode. It's our 25th? Quarter century. It's our 25th anniversary. 25th episode. Remember that whole thing for the 10th? I could, during our 10th episode, I think it was. I kept on calling it our 10th anniversary. Do you yeah. remember that? A little weird, but that's okay. But that's okay. We didn't call it out at the time. We, di- we didn't? I don't think so. I think I did. Really? Guys, check it out. Listen to our 10th episode. Or <laughs> was five, it the 20th? I don't remember. Listen to all of them. <laughs> all, all of them. Through from, again. from the start. Um, and in honor of our 25th episode, we're introducing a new segment. A couple new segments. A couple new segments. Yeah, it's true. A couple new segments. And obviously, you continue with the... You know, the favorites, such as Hot Take and Horns Up. We got some good ones for you today. And uh, Alan, why don't you introduce our new segment? So, the new segment is, we haven't decided 100% on the name, but I like where we're at right now. Mm -hmm. We're calling it The Current. And The Current will be how we start each episode. And and basically what we're going to do is we're going to take the main thing that is going on in the sports world over this week and make that the first opening segment. So, Daniel, what would the current be for this week? Oh, well, I'll just jump right into it. The current. Before we do that, let's give a quick shout-out to our sponsor, B-School Tutoring and Mo Ali. Guys, if you're in Maryland and you need any business class or, tutoring... Or a Maryland-adjacent university. Or come to Maryland for accounting. Yeah. Or maybe he does FaceTime. We'll ask him about it. Maybe he does. But... B-School Tutoring, Mo Ali is the best. Uh, reach out to us if you want to get in touch with him. Daniel, back to the current. All right. Um, MLB playoffs going on right now. Rockies, at, Cubs, as, wild card. Yankees, A's, AL wild card. And uh, I'm going to start with Rockies, Cubs. Wow, what a game. Really late. Um, I'll be honest, I went to bed before it ended. I had two tests yesterday. We're coming to you Thursday, so we're post wild card games, mm-hmm. and uh, I had two tests. You know, stay in school, kids, and uh, questionable, was, questionable. I was if that if that's the right move for you, stay in school. Yeah, stay in school. Uh, generally, you know, if you need help with accounting, you know where to go. Yeah. Um, the Rockies Cubs great game, heartbreaker for the Cubs. Lose mm-hmm. two straight at home. Lose to the Brewers to lose the AL Central. NL Central, excuse me, and then they lose right to. The, Next night to the Rockies, and then I walk our game, and now they're done. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be some motivation for them next year. Still have one of the best young, talented cores in baseball. They need to shore up some of their pitching. Losing Arietta was big for them this year. Um, and for the Rockies, what's going on right now? Right now, we're in the middle of a game. The Rockies have a very bright future. Nolan Arenado, Trevor Story, is there a better left side of the infield in baseball? I don't think so. I don't man. think so either. Actually, I do. Who? Before the Josh Donaldson oh, trade, fine, fine, I fine. gotta go with Frankie Lindor and Jose Ramirez. Fine, fine, fine. I gotta is, be biased. Is there a better left side of the infield in the NL? I don't think so. There we go. Well, right now, a quick update. Um, that's not that gonna, won't be an update. That won't be an update <laughs> by the time this comes out. But Milwaukee is beating Colorado two nothing right now, and uh, Christian Yelich, who we'll get to later, um, has the only two RBIs of the game on a two run home. Daniel. Yeah. Um. I know you're itching 
to talk about the game last night. Ooh, Yankees Athletics for uh, those of you guys that don't know, Daniel is a huge New York sports fan. Well, Giants and Yankees and, and Rangers. Rangers. Hockey. Qu- questionably huge. You're a fan. I'm a fan. Rangers. I'm a fan. I used to be a bigger fan. We'll get to yeah, that. We'll get to that. Um, but what were your thoughts about the game last night? That was Or you know what? I, awesome. changed, I changed my mind. Okay? I would like to share one of my thoughts. And Go then we'll get your thoughts on the Yankees' upcoming series against that team that you guys don't like to mention. That team that we don't like to mention. Yes. The Red Sox. So, yeah. Daniel, thank you for asking me about my thoughts about the game. No Yankees problem. Athletics. Alan, what's your, what are your thoughts? I want to talk about the opener. Yeah. So, for people that didn't watch the game... They the Oakland Athletics. One thing they've been doing a lot this year is they have been starting the game with a reliever, and I think in a wild card game, obviously I'll hear hindsight's twenty twenty, but mm-hmm. I think this is my position moving forward. I don't think you can do that in a wild card game in a game seven type of environment because there's just too much pressure. You see, you you need to have a starter that could be able to settle down to to get used to the climate of a game 7 of or a wild card game. And and a closer who knows he's just out there one inning, he's going to be aiming. He's going to he's going to try and be perfect. Right. I I agree with that. Um I think it's You're not complaining. I'm not complaining. No, it was great. Um for those who missed it. Um Aaron Judge the future captain of the Yankees. Hot Ooh. take. Not such a hot take. He's, it's going to happen. Um, he uh, hit a two-run homer in the first inning to get us rolling. That was magical. I was going crazy. Oh, man. Right off the bat. Boom. Literally. Like, Literally right, right off, the, off bat, the bat. You knew it was gone. And? Right off the bat in the game. Um, what was the exit velocity? 114? And then that was the record for fa- um, fastest home run or fastest hit ball in a playoff game. I think, and then that was broken later in the game by Giancarlo Stanton home run in the was it the, in the eighth? bottom of the eighth. Wow, crazy, Daniel! Uh, you reminded me something. The Indians, oh, what what's his name? Um, they had a call up. The only name that I can think of is Logan Forsythe, but I know that's it's not, not it. It's definitely not Logan. Forsyth. I know it's not it. Um, but they had. I'm going to look it up as we speak. As you know, this is live. Um, For us, at least. Indians box score. So basically, he is known for sprinting around the bases. Is it? Um, Every home run. Is it the new guy they called up? Yes, but... Um, that was redundant. I'm sorry. Um, but Lewis, ba- is it Lewis? I'll get it. But basically, what it is, is... He sprints around the bases every time he hits a home run, and it's kind of like, dude, what are you doing? But the fun fact is, Billy Hamilton's trot is almost the same speed, if I recall correctly. Uh, Fox Sports Ohio had a great little bit on that. Okay, so um, I just want to do a quick, some notes I saw in the Yankees game. Firstly, um, shout out to Dellen Batances. Dylan Batanzas last year could not would not pitch in the playoffs because he refused to. No, we didn't put him out there because he was so bad when he came in the playoffs. Yesterday, he said it was probably the biggest, um, the highlight of his career. He came in with what was it? With bases loaded, no one out, two nothing lead for the Yankees, and this was in the top of the fifth. Severino just got taken out. 
Yeah. Six up, six down. For in that inning, um, I believe it was a pop out, grab, an out. Like two easy outs that didn't have any movement. I think it was a two pop outs or a short fly outs, and then there was and then a strikeout. And the next inning, he just mowing guys down. Six up, six down. Huge. Changed the game. Potentially won the game for the Yankees. Um, another point. Um, I love Luke Voigt, and I'm not afraid to say it. Luke Voigt, have you seen the guy's hair? Have you seen? It's like Bryce Harper, but like Bryce Harper's hair is not as cool as Luke Voigt's. What about take. the top button being unbuttoned with no undershirt? Do you hear what he said about that? No. He said, let the chest hairs hang. <laughs> what? There wasn't any chest hair. He's got chest hair. Don't disrespect Luke Voigt. I guess back. my eyes are lying. Take it to back. Me. Take it back. Because we're, we're looking it up. And basically, um, Adam Rosales is the name of the guy that sprints around the bases. So check it out. And Daniel does. We are Googling if Lou Voigt has chest hair. Here we go. Let's zoom in here. Should, uh, we, should we edit this out? No. No. This is. This is. Oh, it's obvious. Okay, fine. It's obvious. I guess I'm not looking that closely. Oh, which is right there. I'm not like trying. I watch sports for... Whoa, 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 whoa. What? What? Breaking news. 2-1 now in the top of the ninth. The Rockies are threatening. Second and third. No outs. 2-1 game. Ooh. Wow. Wow. So we'll be following that one. You guys won't be, though. Um, you, you may be right now. Okay. Um, and then another another point about the Yankees. Um, that that was awesome, and I had a really fun time. Nice. Oh oh, play of the year, a Danny Heck of Aria. Oh yeah, that was a heck of a play. Oh, give it up. We keep we're keeping we're keeping these high fives on air. Okay. And for those who missed it, watch it. Ridiculous. It was like an 106 mile an hour line drive down the third baseline. A Danny Heck of Aria, a shortstop by trade. Came in as a defensive sub for Miguel and Duar. By the way, Aaron Boone managed a terrific game. Basically, all the right moves. You always hear that when the team wins. You always hear when the team wins, but oftentimes with with Aaron Boone this year, you'd hear it when the team wins that he did, was not doing a good job. Okay, great. one despite him. Great. But in the first playoff game as a manager, pitch perfect. Shout out to pitch perfect. Two great movies and one not so great movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, ridiculous play. Check it out. Probably my favorite, no, I'm sorry, my third favorite defensive play made by a Yankee that I remember off the top of my head. Do you remember Jeter's diving into the stands? We were young. That's number two. You remember that? I, I've seen it a million times. Okay. And then number one is when I was um, three years old, um, I, 2001, um, the flip by Jeter. It's my favorite play of all okay, time. Okay, okay. That's it's, what's up. Okay, but that's that's an aside. We can talk about that at a different time. So, Yankees-Red Sox. Yes. For me, personally, I'm so excited as a baseball fan. This is what baseball needs. That that Yankees-Red Sox. And one, one thing that really sticks out to me about this series is I think it's the first time that the next generation, I'll call it, is really meeting. the All the old-time... Uh, Old time for us. All of our childhood right. Yankees. Mid two thousands Yankees Red Sox. It's 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 a new it's a new the the baby bombers. What baby bombers, but now they're like the teenage bombers. Right. They're starting to get you know in, come into their own a little bit, and it, then next year they'll be the young adult bombers, and then <laughs> full fledged adults. And 
Beautiful, Daniel. You I mean, should, I you should become. I, I took it too far. You should become okay. a biology teacher. We'll cut that. <laughs> <laughs> so, also the Red Sox, all their old guys right. gone. Mookie Betts, JD Martinez. The, it's the new generation. New, new generation, and and uh, the Chris Sale, David Price. Right, new guys. So, like to parallel a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Aaron Judge, I'd say, is like the Jeter character on the Yankees. I'd say. Um, let's, let's keep going with this. Luke Voigt is like the Babe Ruth character on the Yankees. I, I, this is just, I love Luke Voigt. Um, <laughs> I'd say uh, Guevara Torres. Say he's like Robbie Cano a little bit. Same position, but like similar type, you know, high contact guy. Um, you know, Gary Sanchez, Jorge Posada. Sanchez, not as good of a ca- uh, fielding catcher as Posada quite yet. Um, well, I think he was great though, behind the plate. Um, what else? You got Severino. Kind of similar to, uh, I don't know, we didn't really have, who was our, Mike Messina? Just an ace. I don't think he threw heat like that. I I guess it's a whole new era in terms of heat. But for the Red Sox, you got... You know know what what I think a great parallel is? Sabathia on Pettit. I think two, two, yes, yes, the lefty part, obviously. The, the, they bring that Yankee swagger. The veteran influence. Exactly. The class. And... Alex Cora, Aaron Boone is a really interesting. This is the first time that they're they're media's managers exactly after media's players exactly. And Aaron Boone, you know, big home run in the Yankees Red Sox history. Yes, um, who's going to be the Yankee to hit the the big home run to sweep the Red Sox in three? Yeah, and um, so what are your thoughts on the series? What I'm really excited. I, I don't know. The Red Sox are really good, but I think finally it's kind of we're on an even plane where we're not chasing the Red Sox anymore. You know, we're coming for them. I'm not afraid to use we, you know. So we creative creative control, yeah. um, <laughs> and I think finally it's we're no it's not like oh the Yankees are eight games back and and we're also playing the Red Sox. It's, okay, first team to win three games. Let's go. Let's do it's, it. Just like just like just like the good old days. Yankees you, Red Sox. Do, do you moves on? Do you like the th- the best out of five versus out of seven? Um, I. I like it because it's what we're used to, but at the same time, like I feel like if they move the NBA first round to five games, I'd be like, "Whoa!" I think they should do that. You think they should? Uh huh. No. Mm. I don't know. I think I think it's fun. I think it's fun having that. But I think for baseball, it's what we've had, so keep it. I'm a traditionalist, especially when it comes to baseball. So you know, let's keep it. And uh, Alan, you want to talk about the Indians for a little bit? I would love to talk about the Indians. Um, exciting series. Two really, really fun teams playing each other with uh, very marketable stars. You got Frankie Lindor, Jose Ramirez. Other side, you got Carlos Correa, Springer, Bregman. And obviously, I could go uh, Keiko, Verlander, Jose Altuve. Do do you want me to just name both teams starting lineups? You could if you want. I I, I don't know. Time-wise, listeners, do you want to hear it? I don't think so. Okay, so we won't. But you can look it up. That's Mm -hmm. the great thing about... What the age we live in, and I think honestly, yeah, you could. There's a lot to preview theoretically, but I think this is a series you're just going to want to experience. You oh, know? Yeah. oh yeah, there there are storylines, but I think I think the Yankees Red Sox storylines are obviously more exciting, and this is a series on Astros Indians that you're really going to want to watch unfold. And and I was talking about how marketable these players are. Did did you see that? Advertisement, the MLB Unwritten Rules advertisement. I didn't. Amazing. You got to check it out out. after the show. Not during. I won't. We're going to give our listeners the the attention they deserve. Um, 
And basically the, the gist of it is it's Ken Gr- Griffey Jr.'s talking, mm-hmm. saying how baseball has all these unwritten rules, right? Like, um, don't bat flip. Don't... Uh, bat flip was a big focus of it. <laughs> and it's like, nah, bat flip. Bring yeah. the emotion. You're to, and, and it pumped me up, and it's like, let's do it. I want to see after Jose Ramirez home run, I want you to throw the bat. So, by the way, did Voight think that ball was gone? Oh, he 100% thought he that 100% ball was gone. Yeah, 100% thought that And it was an inch away. It was close. Holy cow. Um, again, Luke Voigt. If you want to come on the pod, if Luke Voigt, if you are listening, anytime, really, anytime. <laughs> Will you miss class? Will I miss Yes. <laughs> Does your mom and dad still listen to the pod? I hope so. <laughs> and I'll defend that. I'll defend that when I... Okay. It's for Luke Voigt. It's okay? for Luke Voigt. But will he fill your academic void that would be created? Oh. One class. One class. One class. It's okay. One class. For Luke Voigt? Wow. I would do it. I think I would too, and I'm not even a huge like Yankees fan. I would do it for any major league baseball player. What's the question? <laughs> <laughs> any. 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 Um, <laughs> Daniel? MLB playoffs, we'll be on top of them. We'll follow up 100%. next week. Why don't do you want to introduce the next new segment? New segment alert. New segment alert. Uh yeah. Um, you know, we were just talking. And Fans we, minute, I couldn't control myself. Okay, sorry. um, so we were talking. <laughs> just skip that part. It's a spoiler. Spoiler alert. Fuck ten seconds ago. Okay. We were talking and we realized, hey, we a lot of times we hear great fan input. After the show, people talk to us after, or people you know, you know, just give us um their hot takes or whatever. So we wanted to give people a chance to you know give the rest of our listeners their hot takes and their thoughts or ask us questions on air. And so um, we're starting a new segment called the Fans Minute or uh, Fan Question. We're probably gonna call it the Fans Minute. Mm-hmm. And um, just one minute, we get the rest. Just a minute, and we'll take the other you know two and a half hours. Um, fuck a lot. <laughs> Um, jokes, jokes. Are we? Who knows? Never know. You never know. It's like a baseball game. Sometimes, sometimes you it, forget it how until long. Three a.m. You know. No, sometimes like, yeah, whatever. For oh, time. it's tied two two. Let's go. But so. back to the fan. <laughs> back back to the fan minute. Um, let's do it. Let's go. Um, this week's fan minute. Um, was uh you know. Entered in by our good friend, Jacob Sobel. And um, we hope you enjoy, and we'll respond after you listen to what he said. Hey, Daniel. Hey, Alan. It's a big fan over here, Jacob Sobel, big supporter of the pod. Calling in with the uh, fan question. Uh, so, Alan, it's mainly for you, but I guess Daniel can answer if he wants to. But, uh, Alan, my question is, how does it feel to get carried by yours truly, JSilva123 on Xbox, uh, almost daily on Fortnite? Just uh, like to get your thoughts on that, and uh, big fan of the pod. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, can't wait to hear your response. Thanks. Uh, so, Alan, uh, what are your thoughts on that? Bit, bit of an attack. It was very nice to me. Daniel, does he know this is a sports podcast? I don't know, but I feel like Fortnite has really taken over the sports world. Not as much recently, but, you know, it's still kind of there. It's not as big as it it once was over the summer. I think I'm just a little salty because I've brought up Fortnite many times. And 
And I actually thought of a interesting analogy. Mm-hmm. Matthew Delvadova. All right. Not sure where this is going. Crucial part of the Cavs. Mm-hmm. How many championships did the Cavs win without Matthew Delvadova? Zero. And yeah. Yeah, they have LeBron. Wait. I, was he on that team? Yeah, he was. Yeah, Trust me. Bad, bad question. My bad. Take it back. It's like... It's like, yeah, you need your LeBron, you need your Kyrie, you need your K-Love. Maybe you don't, but... No, you do need K-Love. Um, the year we won, we almost did it without K-Love. Game 7, he was big on the boards, on but, the boards. but I'm saying we almost did it without him. But, as I was saying, you need your Delhi. You need I'm, I'm the Delhi. Are you saying you're the Delhi of the Fortnite squad? Yeah. So does that, does that make, me, make me like Channing Fry? If I were to be up, I'm not a part of it. No, no, you're Sasha Khan. <laughs> I'm right on the show. Do you know who Sasha Khan is? Oh, I know. He's like the 18th man off the bench? Yes. Back in the day. Is he, is he like a really slow center? Yes. Nice, okay. I know he that, is. That's you, buddy. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. I so finished we'll... eighth once with hiding a lot. Yeah. Oh, I'm an excellent hider. I've never gotten, I've never shot or killed anyone in Fortnite because... I'm a nice guy. <laughs> That's what it's about. The look on your face was priceless. I, David, priceless. Um, I have killed some people in Fortnite. Fortnite um, is very important. The in Fortnite there was very important. The in Fortnite. This would was, be a really awkward confession. That'd be like, Alan, like, like dude, on the pod. On the, come on, like come on, and like I could have continued on my own. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm done. Now you're done. Um, Daniel, let's move on. Okay. One of Sobel's favorite sports is, by the way, sidestepping, okay? People call Jacob. What a juke step. People call Jacob. Hero step. His last name, Sobel. Do you think his brother calls him Sobel? No. I can... <laughs> People call me Shaf. Just, but People just... call me Shaf. My brother doesn't call me Shaf. Does, do people call your brother Shaf? Sometimes. Okay. But you know what would be funny? Imagine if your mom's like, Shaf, dinner, and all of you guys come running down right. the stairs. I mean, <laughs> it would work. Would it? Not, not that well. No, I don't think so. Daniel, you know what would get me to come to dinner? What? Knowing there are brownies afterwards. Uh, Cleveland, there must be a new baker in town because these brownies are good. Mmm. Mmm. You know, actually, the bakery, I prefer the cookies, but that's just me. Hey, and that's okay. Yeah. And, Daniel, so thank you for asking my thoughts about the Browns. Alan, what are your thoughts about the Browns finally getting a win? Um, 600, what was it, 35, 25? 635 days. Oh, my God. It's not that that much if you think about it. I mean, you have the off-seasons, and you have all of last season, and then you have the other off-season, and, you know, it, it kind of... It kind of makes sense. Right. And, and I, I just wanted to explain the vibe in Cleveland that night. It felt like Game 7 of the Finals. That's what it felt like in 2016. Right. Um, if Game 7 of the Finals were a early NFL game on Thursday night against the Jets. That's Cleveland for you, buddy. Hey, uh, you, know, you know what's amazing? Hey. What's the date? October 4th? I am not talking NFL draft right now. Huh? I'm not. I'm closer to talking NFL draft than you are. Yeah. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that. And, and the, I wanted to share a thought with, some, with my fellow brownies out there. 
guys, I know it's tough. We've had some tough losses, a tie, but we got to keep it in perspective. We have so much talent in the first half against the Raiders. I said first half for a reason, but first half, we genuinely outplayed them. Right. It wasn't a lucky play. You know, we were the better team. Cleveland were building something. Stick with it. That's what's up. Daniel, Giants, what's going on? All right. Well, firstly, I agree with you with your takes on the Browns. They are a real competitive football team, and I think they actually are they're on the right path now. They have a good trajectory. I love that and, word. Yeah, trajectory. If I told you that a defensive coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens said that Mayfield is on a trajectory to be Brett Favre, Dan Marino of our generation, what are your thoughts? I mean, it... He has that same kind of flair for his, like the creativity at the quarterback position that those guys had. So, uh, I mean, it's big, but, you know, this guy's an expert at trying to stop quarterbacks. He knows what he's talking about. So, you know, you got to gotta take what he says. We, we, we don't know if he's an expert. What are the ratings, Ravens ranked on defense? <laughs> not, not, not bad, right? I don't know. They're also missing C.J. Mosley. But, yeah. Who's really well, good. Well, I, I, well, they were one of the weeks. I, I have seen a lot of quarterbacks come through Cleveland. I've seen a lot of rookie quarterbacks come through Cleveland. Baker Mayfield is the best. Right. And better than Brady Quinn. The the real question is better than Brian Hoyer. That was the real question. Right. The the answer is yeah, I think so. And Hoyer did amazing things, but obviously not from what he's done, but the raw skills, the the progressions, the zip right, right. on the ball, the energy, the full package, mm-hmm. the tangibles and the Intangibles, the full package. Cleveland, we're on to something here. Alan, how many points did the Browns score this past Sunday? 42. 42. Um, the Giants haven't scored that many points in a long time. Actually, um, I believe it has been 37 weeks of like football since the Giants last scored 30 or more points in a game. Wow. Stat check, stat check. Um... I'll do it right now while I'm talking about the Giants. <laughs> um, so basically, that's me typing if you hear it. So well, what's your point? That the Giants offense has been struggling for a long, long time. And you know what's weird about that from a NFL fan perspective? You got Barkley. You got Beckham Jr. You had Ingram, who's out now for a little bit. You have Sterling Shepard. Right. There's talent. What is the O-line the problem? The O-line is the problem. I looked it up. I couldn't find anything, but I think I'm right. That's the conclusion of that. If imagine, us, imagine. I know I was really nervous. Imagine if, like, that was a test. Like, like in school, your teacher's like, do you think you got it right? Yeah, I think I got it yeah, right. But Trust I, me. Just whatever. Trust me. I got it. And they're like, okay, cool. Yeah. Um... Daniel, yeah, the Daniel, Giants offense. Daniel, yeah. you needed a number for the answer, not the word apple. Come <laughs> on, man. I got it. Um, all right. Where was I? Giants can't score. I mean, they can score. They put up points. Like They scored 27, but we haven't had any uh, any day with, with an Explosions. offense explosion. Yes. And I think there's a few th- reasons for that. I think O-line has been a big problem. Eli can't get comfortable. We started the game with a ton of checkdowns which is great if we can get in space, but a lot of it is just like, okay, there's nothing downfield. We don't have time. We check it down. Now to Saquon Barkley, which is a great option because he's electric. Uh-huh. No first tackler no first can get him, and I love that. He's great, and he's a, a, a future um, centerpiece for the team. But I, I think that's a main problem that we can't get enough time for Eli, and that he's constantly watching out for the pass rush. Um, and he can't really move that well right now. He's 37. He never really moved that well in the first place. 
And so it's not exactly like he can like see the pressure, evade it, and then make a throw on the run. That's not him. He's a great quarterback when he has time. When he doesn't have, when he doesn't have a lot of time and he can't really make the throws. And that's when you start seeing mistakes and overthrows and checkdowns. One of my – I was just thinking of something. How One of my theories is that there are so many NFL quarterbacks that can be good if they have time. But I mean, every NFL quarterback can be good with time. They're an NFL quarterback. But you know the one exception to the rule, Brandon Whedon. Hey, former Yankee. Former Indian. I meant to say Brown. No, former. Yankee. I know. I know. I know. That's but, that's. But the... because remember when he was in Dallas, I think that was the year they had. I want to say Demarco Murray or Ezekiel Elliott. Whatever. Great running game. Dez was still there, and they had. They're the best O-line in the league, and people were saying one of the best of all time, and he struggled. So, you, yes, you still need to be a good quarterback. Right. Um, I'd like to, speaking of Brandon Whedon, I'd like to interrupt our discussion of the Giants. We'll get back to it in a minute with a quick zero-dark trivia break. I got it. Are you ready? Yeah. For, for those of you who seven. don't remember. What? I was guessing. Go. No, the answer is not seven. Which NBA player was drafted as a pitcher to the Baltimore Orioles organization? Oh, my God. Didn't sign, or or he did. Oh, no, he, he actually currently is also a baseball player in the Baltimore Orioles organization, and he played at Notre Dame. NBA player? He's an NBA player right now for the Milwaukee Bucks. Who is his player? Um. So we're going to give the fans... Do you know? A few seconds. Give me one minute. Let, let me think. I'm not... He knows. He just went in the fans. No, I'm not. Yeah. One second. Notre Dame. Shooting guard. He also played baseball for Notre Dame, if that helps. What year is he? What do you mean? What year is he on the, on, in the NBA? I want to say three. Three or four. Oh. <sighs> He's 25 years old. What's the first letter of his last name? C. Um, for those listeners who didn't hear me, C is the first letter of his last name. I, I'm embarrassed. Go ahead. Give up? Yeah. Or nothing? Pat Connaughton. Yeah, I would not have gotten. But you know who he is, though. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Kind of. Kind of? Was he on the Blazers? Either? He was on the Blazers, yeah. That's what's up! There we go. So Allen gets half a point. <laughs> Back to the Giants. Um, I also think Odell hasn't really, because of the lack of pressure, well, the, the lack of protection for Eli, Odell hasn't really maybe get open on the deep routes. And last week what I saw, especially in the first half, was when Odell was not really getting that much openings. And when he did, Eli was missing. Odell is getting very frustrated. He wants someone to get him the ball when he's open. And Eli right now can't do that because of the offensive line. And I think that's something to look at, that kind of tension between quarterback and receiver. Because Odell is insanely competitive, insanely driven, and he wants the ball in his hands, and when he's open, he's not getting it, and we're checking it down a lot. That's some cause for some frustration. I'm not saying like he's being a bad teammate or anything. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying that's, that's valid, and mm-hmm. that's something to maybe look for. Right. So you're talking about tension, okay? That, that, yeah. that sparked a couple things in my head. I want to talk about two teams, um, Kansas City Chiefs, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Start with Kansas City. There was some tension there last year with Alex Smith not taking the shots that Andy Reid wanted, wanted him to. That's why Mahomes got it. And what a start for Holy Kansas cow. City. When the guy starts completing left-hand passes, that's how you know, like, okay, this guy's legit. And if his name isn't Michael Vick. 
Right. If he's not a lefty quarterback <laughs> yeah. or Kellen Moore. Boise if, State. When, when Kellen Moore completes a pass, we should stop the press. Hey, Kellen Moore is the winningest quarterback in, in college, college football, football history. Chemistry. So, Boom. It's okay. I, I College is huge, but we're, we're talking yeah, no, big leagues. We're talking big leagues. Pat Mahomes, you know, stud. Stud. Been, you know. You hear, he, you hear his voice? I have heard it before. What are your thoughts? Leader. Quarterback. I don't know. Did I, did I not you, hear the right clip? You did not hear the right clip. Oh, I'll look it up later. So, obviously there's nothing he could do about it. But I'm sure he laughs it off too. Um, you should check it out. Yeah, I will. You know, but, hey, hey, he uh, can throw it. He, he can still it. He can throw it. He, he had this one throw. Oh. We, we missed like four weeks. I, I didn't even say the throw yet. But it was like, on. it was week two. On the run, he found Hill in the back of the end. Was it Hill or something? I think it was Hill. In the back of the end zone. The play was like, 12 seconds in, he extended it, ran around a couple of pass block, um, uh, pass rushers, and then found a small window in the back of the end zone, zipped it in there. The guy throws. So he threw it through a window. Basically. An actual window. Is the window, window closed or open? It could have been either one. It would have gone right through it. This guy threw He throws the football 60 miles an hour. Isn't it 68? Maybe 68. I feel I, like I remember watching an NFL.com video on it. I think, was it like him against David Carr? Oh, yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was 62. 62? We basically watch the same stuff. It doesn't matter. <laughs> we basically follow each other. What's your major? Business. Business. Oh, wow. We wanted the same gap year program together. Where were you the first 18 years of my life, though? That's the real question for another Whoa. time. Daniel, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell. What's going on? Tension. I don't know. Next. Great. <laughs> uh, I heard... It is my understanding that he needs to play by week eight. I think it's week ten. Week ten. I think week ten is what I've heard. I'm not sure why. Do you know why? Yes, I think he's suspended for the whole year or next is there something year. Next year? No, it's it's bad. It's bad. Basically, in the CBA, they made it so you gotta play. I I have a couple of thoughts on this. Um, I don't really know what's going through his head. Obviously, he wants to maintain his market value by not playing hurt, by not being hurt. But I think this may hurt his market value because what team is going to shell out a lot of money for him as a free agent when he shows that, you know, obviously professional athletes do a lot of things for a lot of different reasons. They don't have to love the game as much as, you know, like, you know, you got to be there for yourself also financially and, you know, know, health-wise, obviously. But at the same time, you... At the, at the same time, you you gotta wonder like okay, he's leaving his teammates out to dry. He's leaving his is you know he, you know the, the O line is mad at him. Is he a guy we want to bring into our locker room? Not necessarily because of like any personality type stuff, just because like okay, we saw what you did last year. How are the t- how are the rest how are his future teammates gonna gonna deal with that when he's like when there are signs that he may not be one hundred percent committed to the team like they are. Everyone's hating on Le'Veon Bell. Earl Thomas. Did you see what happened to Earl Thomas? What happened? Earl Thomas. Did he get hurt? Hurt. He's out for a season. Again? Yes. Oh, man. And he um, threw up an expletive? Explicitive? Expletive. Expletive. He flicked off the Seahawks bench on his way off on the cart. Because remember the whole holdout thing, and they didn't give him a long-term contract. And here now he's like... This is why I need a long-term contract. 
for my personal security. You, right. you don't know anything can happen. And it's like you you juxtapose. Wow. Boom. Stay Drop in school. Stay in school, kids. Or not. Whatever. Whatever. But you should. You should. Maybe. If it's, if it's the right thing for you. You um, And juxtaposing Thomas to Ballou, you can kind of see. Oh, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm not saying it's a bad move on his part. Obviously, football is a violent game. And especially at the running back or the safety position, really any position, aside from maybe quarterback or punter or kicker, it, it, every play is a risk of you getting hurt and being out for the year. Could be anything. Could be non contact. Even, even coaching. Even coaching. Even being a cameraman. You could be taken out. Yeah, but not, not as much. The risk is lower. I, w- I want to hear about the cameraman that holds out. Like, if you know a cameraman that holds out. Tell him to come on this show. We are the only one, only podcast who has reached out to this, this person. 100%. Whoever he or she may be. Daniel. I if this if I'm the Steelers and if I'm the Steelers locker room I don't want him back I, I think yeah. I think it can make the situation you, worse you, in as as a as a player you understand where he's coming from but as a teammate you, you see don't. every right as a as a if I'm in the Steelers locker room I get it but this is supposed to be a brotherhood right and it's not like you're getting paid how much money is he getting paid this year let's check that out. 2018 okay. salary. While that's going on, I'm going to talk a little bit about draft prospect Justin Herbert and why, as I mentioned earlier, I'm kind of looking forward to the draft. If the Giants continue the way they're going, they're not looking great right now. They're one and three, haven't really looked all that impressive, beat a not great Texans team, a kind of un- talented but undisciplined, not just undisciplined as individuals, but you know, they haven't really been performing up to up to their potential, the Texans, and the Giants. That's the only one the Giants have. You know, did not look good against the Saints. Did not look good against the Cowboys. Um, looked okay against the Jaguars, but offensively did not look great. Besides for a Saquon run. So I'm thinking potentially top 10, top 7, top 5 pick for the Giants. At Oregon, there's a quarterback named Justin Herbert. I had a chance to watch him play against Stanford. He was unstoppable. Making throws into tight windows, kind of like Patrick Mahomes. Mobile, able to run. Not necessarily like a running quarterback, but able to get, you know, when he has a hole, he can run it for, for 10, 20 yards. Also, you know, as I said, fits the ball in tight spaces. Pinpoint accuracy. He, at one point, he was like 25 for 27 late in the fourth quarter against a top 10 team in the country. That's something, that's something to definitely look out for. And I, he's definitely probably the top prospect in college football. As I said, the quarterback position. I'd say top prospect is probably Ed Oliver, defensive lineman from Houston. Um but, you know, I'm really, I, I would love to see if the Giants get Justin Herbert to um, be the guy to take the torch from Eli. Especially as, you know, over the years it, se- it seemed that Eli is, you know, Eli's kind of fallen off a little bit. Which is understandable considering he's 37 years old. Alan, do you have anything for us? Yeah, I wasn't too excited with what I found. But basically, he's making $14 million this year. Oh, no. Um, but... He would say long-term security. Well, if you accrue it over, let's say, a three- or four-year period, that's about $5 million a year or $4 million. I feel like for most people, that's enough. To I'm not saying, like, obviously his market value as a running back is higher than that. He, at the end of the day, the old linemen that I'm sure are not getting 
Oh, I mean, they actually get a lot of money. They actually get a lot no, of money. I know, no, no, no. Oh, I'm the highest. I, I, don't know the, I don't know the contracts that they're on. Pouncey probably gets paid a lot. but He might be gone. No, Pouncey's Check it out. Steelers online. I think you'll be surprised. Marquis Pouncey, $7 million. What's, not, um, not bad. What's Ramon Foster getting? What's David DeCastro getting? Okay, I'm only going to go one. He's making 2.68. They're all millionaires. So, like, okay. I'm not saying, like, obviously, you look at value and player value, and Le'Veon Bell is obviously a top of the line running back in a, in a time where there are not as many top of the line running backs as there once was. It, but I, I think what, what the guys in the locker room would say is Le'Veon, it's not like you're not getting paid. Right. And also, it, I, I think it wouldn't even matter Le'Veon Bell or anyone. Obviously, Le'Veon Bell is a bigger profile name. It's a bigger deal. But at the same time, like, any player, you, know, you, you, you want all in from all the guys, you know? Mm-hmm. Daniel, um, great call. Thank you for asking me to create a new fantasy football segment. No problem. Um, I'm calling it Fantasy is Reality. All right. It's brand. So I want to share my thoughts on a couple of guys. Before, um, before you do, can I just mention that uh, – it's the stock and shop bowl this week. Well, I we are playing each other in fantasy. Um, we will post the results on our Twitter page after. I did not sign up for that. But but are you signing up now? Fine, Daniel. You got to realize, <laughs> guys, listeners, hear me out. I've always done one league with my boys from back home. First time doing a second league in a long, long time. It's hard. My first league going great. Slippery socks, three and one. Other league. We won't talk about it. Well, maybe next Alan week. Alan is 0-4. Uh, he sits at 10th so, out of 10 in the week. So, I'm 3-1. I sit at 4th. Last week, Daniel, you're ruining our credibility. Why am I ruining our credibility? You're right. My team doesn't define me. It doesn't define you. So. My team defines me. It's awesome. So, as after you heard that, my credibility, um, I want to start off with Lamar Miller. Mm-hmm. I would buy low on him all day if you can. Um he does not look good. But at the end of the day, we've all seen the Alfred Blue trade many times. Excuse me. Nothing has really came from that. I actually have him Alfred Blue stashed on my bench too because he does look pretty good. Lamar Miller is in a great offense, has had good success in the past. So if you can get him for cheap, that'd be great. Another guy. Guys, if you're struggling in your league right now, if you're sitting in 0-4 or something like, someone, like that. Like someone is. Go get TJ Yeldon, even if you have to give up a lot. Because at the end of the day, he should be, obviously no one knows, a solid, solid RB2 for the next at least four or five weeks, I'm mm-hmm. saying. Mm-hmm. Pre-Med Allen, which I am not. Just, okay. <laughs> Leonard Fournette was out two weeks with a hamstring injury. He had the same exact injury. Last week. Last week. Two weeks wasn't enough to heal. It's going to be an extended absence. Um, Yeldon's been doing great all season. Great. Aaron Jones, another guy, by low on. Had a great week last week. Great offense. And, and it's always seemed like since he's been there that he's been the one that they want to be great. Daniel, mm-hmm. why don't you share some of your fantasy MVPs? All right, so, so far, um, here are three guys that really stood out. One wide receiver, one quarterback, one running back. Um, so first, I'll start with Cooper Cup. Uh, a member of my fantasy team last week went off, put up a, uh, I put up thirty-two points, and uh, I think overall he's been a really consistent receiver. 
Um, every week he's had at least five catches for like sixty something yards at least. And last week he had like six or seven for like one hundred fifty nine and two touchdowns. So two touchdowns or three touchdowns. Don't remember. I think two. I believe two. Um, that same, you know, same you know vein of dominance. Alvin Kamara last week three touchdowns. The top, uh, in, according to our league rules, half PPR. Um, he's been the top point getter by like good twenty five points. You know, I mean, how, he did he did light up the Giants last week, but how do you think that's going to change with Mark Ingram coming back? Um, I think it may not go down that much because they're going to use Kamara in a lot of different ways. Um, expect to see him a lot of times. You know, maybe lining up out wide in the slot, maybe also just getting him the ball in different ways because he's one of the most explosive players in the league when you get him the ball. Um, another guy I really like on the Saints, Taysom Hill. Not okay, sure, I'm not sure what position he plays, but like, quarterbacks, quarter, quarter turner, quarter quarterback, running back. Yeah, uh, he, he's an athlete. athlete. He's an athlete. Like you know, like coming out of high school, like the high school recruits are called athletes. Yes, he's he's the athlete of the NFL. Like, love that. Um, and uh, speaking of athletes, uh, Pat Mahomes, who we talked about earlier, he's just been unbelievable. Amazing. Was he have like thirteen touchdowns? Um, zero. No, sorry, fourteen touchdowns, mm-hmm. zero picks. I don't know. Something crazy. Uh, who drafted Patrick Mahomes? Did anyone draft him? No, 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 in real life. Oh, um, the Kansas City... G- oh, John Dorsey. John Dorsey, GM of the Cleveland Browns. And, and the John Who Dorsey drafted Tyreek Hill? John Dorsey. Who drafted Kareem Hunt? John Dorsey. Who drafted Baker Mayfield? John Dorsey. Rest my case. Whew. We were even making an argument. Wow. That's crazy. <laughs> Whoa. John Dorsey. Goat. Yeah. Um... Speaking of John Dorsey, the John Dorsey Bowl in college when Baker Mayfield. <laughs> yeah. Allen was just doing a, the John Dorsey chewing, chewing gum face. If you know, you know. Hey, buddy boy. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you know that Baker video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a hard knocks reference. Um, so in college, Texas Tech with Patrick Mahomes played against Baker Mayfield, Oklahoma, Oklahoma team. I think Pat Mahomes had uh, seven touchdown passes and 700 passing yards. The Dorsey Bowl. Yeah, um, let's do a quick quick search. Do, 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 Almost there. Almost do, there. Do, 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 do. Okay. Actually, oh, wait, let me tell a joke. Let me tell a joke. Go, go. What is a pilot's favorite type of bagel? A plain bagel. Ah, uh, good one. My flight attendant said that on an actual flight. Really? Yep. Okay. I'm just going to read this excerpt from this uh, Washington Post story. Mayfield Sooners defeated Mahomes Red Raiders 66-59 as Oklahoma and Texas Tech totaled 1,708 yards one game, which broke the previous record by more than 60. Mayfield passed for 545 yards and seven touchdowns. Mahomes threw 88 times for 734 yards, which tied a record. He also ran 12 times for 85 yards, which gave him a record 819 total yards, and he lost. Um, I think I calculated the fantasy points for him. I think it's over 60 points. Which this is, is fantasy over. basketball, right? Yeah, fantasy basketball. Yeah. Fantasy football, if you took these games, I think they both got in the 60s. Wow. Because I think Mayfield also had two rushing touchdowns. Wow. So. Where, did, where was the defense? Oh, and also um, Joe Mixon, now on the, the Bengals, he had a 377 yards from scrimmage and scored five touchdowns. Wow. <laughs> so. Crazy game. Just want to bring that up because it's um, probably probably one of the most fun games to have watched if you watch college football. 
Yes. Um, Daniel, let's keep this guy moving. Yeah. Um, should we talk some NBA or some horns up? I, I think let's do some NBA and then we'll go on an NBA-themed horns up. Amazing. Um, obviously, we'll have a lot of time for NBA. Oh, of course, of course. Coming up. But just to touch on it, I'm excited for all the new, new, new old faces in new places. I but do. Brooke Lopez on the Bucks. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. Like, I had no idea. All right. Um, by the way, 2K19's a sick game. You got it? Uh, I've been playing our friend Inglemeyer. Oh? I beat him last night. Really? Handed him his first loss ever. I got to check that out. Um, it's awesome. And I'm excited. DeMar DeRozan, Spurs, Kawhi Leonard, Raptors, LeBron James. Oh, yeah. LeBron James versus teams. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Um, Seeing him in purple and gold, how does that make you feel? <laughs> It was meant to be. Meant to be? It was meant to be. Oh, my gosh. It was meant to be for him to bring a championship to Cleveland, Ohio, just like it was meant. Do you, do you see him in that jersey? See, I'm pulling a Luke Voigt and checking him out. I, I would never check him out. I'm just saying I was, it was factual. I'm seeing LeBron James meant to be. Okay, I see it a little bit. It's weird, though, because, like, I don't know. It doesn't feel like him. It doesn't feel like him. I don't know. Made to be it's 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 gonna work. I think they're gonna be a lot better than people think. I saw them run transition in preseason. Looked really good. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love Rondo. Right. It, people don't really understand about Rondo how smart of a player he is. Yeah, it remi- reminds so, me of myself. Right. A lot. Um, and like myself, whatever. <laughs> no big deal. No big deal. Onward. Stay in school, kids. Um, that was our one minute of NBA. Well, we're gonna have a lot more. I'll so, um, trust us. Don't worry. A lot more. Daniel, horns up. All right. So, NBA-themed horns up. This week, you know, there was a story that... Matt Barnes. It relates to Matt Barnes, but it's not that Matt Barnes story, and it's also not that Matt Barnes story. <laughs> I, that might have been my most... My, my not favoritist, my most favorite moment on the pod. Really? Right there. Wow. I just did not see that coming. Hot take. Hot take. Thank you right. for that, Daniel. No problem. So... It's this Matt Barnes story. Was it the in the was it two thousand nine two thousand nine NBA Finals Magic? That Lakers. recent? Yeah. Really? That was when the. Oh no! I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. Two thousand ten NBA Finals, Magic Lakers. Um, so Matt Barnes was inbounding the ball and Kobe was guarding him. Matt Barnes faked it at his face. We both did the action. I didn't flinch. Yeah, I didn't. Flinch or did either. I? I don't know. Who knows? It depends on the angle. Right. So it appeared that Matt Barnes attempted to throw the ball in or fake throw the ball into Kobe's face and Kobe didn't flinch. Mama mentality. And a new angle, a vertical angle or um, a bird's eye angle showed that maybe the ball wasn't actually going towards Kobe's face. So is it impressive that he flinched? Alan, your thoughts? Um, first of all... Or is it impressive that he didn't flinch rather? Sorry. Do... Do we both agree that it's still boss and awesome? Yes, we do both agree. To remind our listeners, horns up, we usually agree, but one of us, me in this case, is going to be playing devil's advocate, hence the horns. He's got no chance. I got so much of it. You'll, you'll see. You be the judge. Three, two, one, go. Go. Out, Brent. Mama mentality. Dude, at, at the end of the day, even that bird's eye angle, you know, you know I, I, I think... I think we're missing the point. Okay. You know what the point is? 
that Kobe Bryant. Dude, when nor I'm getting got for we're, this. We're acting this out. When, no norm, when normal people play defense on an inbound, how do they do it? You know, hands up, playing defense. Kobe yeah. Bryant was, thank you for describing. No problem. Um, Kobe Bryant was just staring at the guy. That was his defense. Right. And just swaying back and forth mm-hmm. a little, back and forth. And and just that on its own is boss. Right. Now even more so, it's like the NFL. There's not enough evidence. To overturn, you mean? To overturn. Okay. So if saying- even the angle that does show it, questionable. Mm-hmm. You could still argue. Yeah, like the side of the face. Yeah. I hear what you're saying. Yeah, you're done. But here's the part that's not impressive to me. I'm going to take what you said and spin it. Okay? Why Why were his arms down? This is the NBA Finals. Mamba mentality. Why were his arms down? You know, Kobe's a guy, hard work over everything, always in the gym. Put your arms up on defense. You're guarding the inbounds passer. Wait, wait, who, who, who won that Finals? The Lakers. Yeah. Who, yeah. Do, who, who do you trust? You got to trust oh, a lot of A lot of things. You got to trust, this... trust Kobe, dude. I trust him, but you know... Who's I the, consider myself, you know, uh, being knowledgeable about basketball and how it's meant to be played. A little bit. I agree. Put your hands up on defense, Kobe. That's not impressive to me. Also, you know, yeah, maybe he didn't flinch. Maybe he wasn't really focused. Doubtful. He was staring at Barnes. He, he, it's like saying LeBron wasn't focused on the court. Everything they do is so calculated. Maybe. Especially in a moment like that. Especially in the NBA Finals. Especially, especially. Was this the NBA Finals? I think it was the NBA Finals. Do, 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 I think it was the NBA Finals. But here's, but here's a continuation of my argument. Okay? I can't... Weak argument. It's, it's a strong argument because what we're really talking about here is a defense of basketball as an art form and, you know... And defense as something that's pr- be, be, being prideful, your defense and hard work. Yeah. Is it about being like, you know, Mamba mentality, looking cool and not flinching? Or is it about, you know, working hard, busting your butt, and playing good defense and winning the game? Ask Deli. Exactly. He works hard. They won a championship. The second Matthew Delvadova reference in this pod. That's a new record. Okay. Yes, I sound a little skip. Bayless-like, and I'm like nitpicking little things, you know, like LeBron puts up a 40-point triple-double. Yeah, but like, why why did he take the last, why did he take the free throw? Why did he pass it to Jeff Green? Yeah, like, like, I don't don't know, like, wasn't it, um, wasn't Jeff Green? It was, uh, no, it wasn't, it was George Hill. I'm thinking, we might be thinking about different games. I'm not thinking about the finals. Oh, fine, fine, fine. Okay, point is... It may sound like I'm nitpicking, but there's a, a deeper message here about the game of basketball that I'm sure Kobe would agree with that, you know, you got to put in the work. And it didn't look like he was putting in the work. Rather, he was trying to look like, you know, Mamba mentality. And what is a Mamba? A black Mamba is a snake. And what's the biggest insult you can give to anyone in the NBA right now? Snake. Call them a snake. Not really caring about being loyal to the team, not really working for the team, and, like, you know, trying to do it for yourself. Yeah, Kobe does seem like, you know... He, he, he was like that in his career. That's why the Mamba for him is like the killer instinct. But I think in this case, him, his Mamba mentality was more like, you know what? I'm not going to put my arms to play defense. How much was $100 worth in the 1900s? 
a hundred dollars. How? Oh, I mean, like, what's more I, valuable? A hundred dollars then or now? Hundred dollars then. Right. Things change over time. So you're saying a defense snake, wasn't important? No, a snake of 08 versus a snake of today, very different. I you cannot and, and the connotations are totally different. And and I I think. Yeah, I don't like that. I just had to dismiss that. We're gonna look so, at we're gonna get a picture of a black mamba. Secondly, you know what they say? Sometimes they just have it. <laughs> Some, sometimes they just have it, and and coaches talk about it. you can't teach it. Kobe Bryant had it. I'm not arguing about Kobe's career. No, no, no. no. I'm saying this particular play okay, who cares? is not representative of what Kobe this was. Is what is he a five time champion? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He won. He won the series. Okay. Get over one play. But we're talking about the one play. That's the point. I'm not talking about Kobe's merits. I'm saying this particular play is a sign of Kobe's black mamba-ness okay. in terms of being I know a we're snake, talking about... Not in terms of being what he would... What but he that's... Would do. Okay. So if we're... I'm if sure we're Kobe focused, looking if, at... If we're focused on this one play, that doesn't... I don't know. And that's horns up. I just know who won. Alan. Daniel. Daniel. I, okay, I definitely won by bringing up the Black Mamba thing. What about my... Now, I showed you a snake, though. You can't not do that when you see a snake. True. Daniel. Yeah. Send it off with a sizzling hot, 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 hot take. But first, I think we need to do a quick hawk take where we discuss hockey for a little bit. Um, we don't usually do that as much. As I mentioned before, I used to be a bigger hockey fan. Kind of like, I don't want to say don't have time, but like I put a lot into basketball and baseball and football. So it's like, especially college basketball, which is coming up. We'll get to that in a little bit. I thought we would go the whole pod without mentioning it. Well, college basketball? Yeah. I mean, like, it's coming soon. Stay tuned. So unfortunately, haven't been able to put as much time into into hockey, but it it did start yesterday. And, you know, the Rangers are playing tonight, which is big. Um, And according to ESPN.com, the Winnipeg Jets are the number one team in the power rankings. And they have a guy named Patrick Liney. Really good score, young player from uh, I believe, I believe Finland or Sweden. I'm confident it's one of those two, but I'm not sure. And that's our hot take. And that's our hot take. Hockey's cool. Sidney Crosby, oh Alex Ovechkin, Connor McDavid. Cool. Yeah. Hot take. It's actually freezing cold. Oh, bang! Okay, now time for the hot take, Alan. MLB playoffs are the best playoffs. Okay, it's a hot take for this reason. Be- NBA playoffs are awesome. Do are we counting March Madness in this? Yeah. We are. So that's big. No, no. We're not. It's a whole different is that, experience. Is that too hot of a take? It's, it's different. I think you're right. That's, that's you're for right. another time. Okay, MLB playoffs are the best playoffs. That's NHL than, are considered great playoffs. NHL playoffs are considered great NFL, oh my God. Too, remember with the feeling of Patriots-Jaguars last year? Oh, AFC? that was awesome. It's like, dude, like, Goliath versus Goliath. Except the Jaguars weren't Goliath yet. No, you had a Goliath. You, know, you had a juggernaut. Of an offense, a juggernaut of a defense. You kind of had Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady's pretty good. The juggernaut versus a juggernaut. Right. The juggernaut one. Hot take. And also you have the Super Bowl included in that. But I would say the MLB playoffs are the best playoffs. Just experiencing the wild card game, just the range of emotions, the passion shown by the players on the field. The fall classic, October baseball. Saying the word October baseball, October baseball just gets your heart pumping a little faster. It's fun. It's exciting. It's what you want to see. You know, you know what's great in, in October baseball that's different than any other sport? Oh, my God. I'm about to sound brilliant. 
mom, I go to school. You ready for this? Let's go. Stay in in Japanese school. music, there's this concept of ma. Whoa. M-A. Okay? Whoa. Impact of music on life. Thank you, Dr. Tapper. There's this concept of ma. That the space in between the verses has meaning to it. Okay? Hmm. That it's just... In American music, it's like, okay, like, quiet time, whatever. Yeah. I don't you know. You know what I'm saying. But basically, there's a beauty to the space in between chorus, verses, whatever it right. is. I paid attention, but, like, it's tough to get every single thing. Because... No, 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 I got you. Every single little thing is, don't matter, Daniel. Right. Okay, whatever. As I was saying... In baseball, in, during the regular season, we don't like the ma. It's like, oh, it's boring, it's boring. But in the playoffs, the ma is amazing. Amazing. And Cut ma that. puts the ma in amazing. Ooh. Ah. Cut the whole Ooh, thing. Ah. But basically, <laughs> what I'm saying is that in the playoffs, the ma is amazing. Right. You love the in-between pitches. Bottom of the eighth, one, one, one run game. You feel every pitch. And, and it's and it's that space between the pitches that makes October baseball amazing. Can we please end on that high note? Ooh. That's a music joke. And uh, yes, we will. We'd like to, again, thank our sponsor. B-School Tutoring. B-School Tutoring. Moali. Hey, I just had an accounting exam. I maybe should have used Moali. I, I think, didn't. I think I, I should have. have. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? We'll see, I guess. Um, Did I mention free session? Free session. If you sock and shop pod. If you mention Ooh, sock and shop pod. That applies to me. It better. It better, yeah. There's only one way to figure out. Yeah. If you mention sock and shop pod, you get one free session with B School Tutoring. And, uh, you know, it's midterm season. If you have an accounting, midterm, you know, project, homework, hit up Moali. Anything. All right. We are out. We are, have a good week. Enjoy sports. See you soon. Yeah.